Hello, and welcome to Making Christ Known, a podcast from Adairsville Baptist Church in Adairsville, Georgia. This podcast features senior pastor Eric Sorrell and his sermons designed to make Christ known in Adairsville and beyond. For more information about Adairsville Baptist Church, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. And now, here's Pastor Eric. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, Lord, your face do I seek. Our God is greater than Google. Amen? Our God's greater than Google. I want to talk first about turning to Google. Have you ever stopped and really considered how much time you spend, how much you actually use some type of search engine? Maybe it's the search engine on your computer. It's probably the search engine on your phone. I have to tell you, even early this morning, right after getting up, and of course coffee and the Bible, but shortly after that, I've got the phone and I'm Googling college football scores. Did my team win? I'm Googling, did the government shut down? They didn't, okay. Um, But I'm Googling some of these. I'm just typing it in the search bar, right? And this week I was convicted, I was even thinking about how much I depend on a modern search engine. Anytime you type something in that search bar, it could be Google, it could be YouTube, because you're just searching for videos, right, or how-tos. I do a lot of how-to on YouTube, right? How do you do the brakes on a Ford Explorer, right? Because I want to make sure I have the right... um, you know, thing that compresses the, the piston because some twist and some don't, right? You just want, you know, you can, you can learn all kinds of things. On, but you're searching for something. You're using a search engine anytime you say, hey, Siri, right? Hey, Alexa. Now, let's just be honest. How many of you have Alexa in your house, right? We have Alexa. We, sometimes she do, does uh, crazy stuff, right? But we, we, hey, Alexa, play this song. Hey, Alexa, right? How many of you do Siri? Let's be honest. Not many Siri, more Alexas than Siri. Oh, I'm just wondering. There are a lot of phone apps, that actually function as a type of search engine, right? I mean, like, you know, the weather app. I mean, it's searching the weather. I don't know what apps you have on your phone, but a lot of those apps, like, I mean, you know, what plan is this? Or what, what song is this? Is it Pulse? I don't know. You, you, you kids know all that. Like, but, right, you're, you, it's basically the, the app is made to search something, to, to seek out something. If we're honest, we've developed a, de- a dependency on search engines. We really have. I was convicted this week of how dependent I am upon technology, upon a screen, upon some some screen telling me what I am seeking for and what I am searching for. But as you see today, my, my title is this, God is greater than Google. I'm disappointed how much I rely on it. I'm disappointed because it can devour our time. You get lost in the search. You get lost in the algorithm and what it suggests and what comes to the front. And then you follow and you follow and you follow and all of a sudden your time is devoured. Your attention is devoured. We watch it a little and then, oh, I wonder about this. Google it. I wonder about, oh, I wonder about this. I have this. All right, how do, how do you, you girls have other things like recipes. Is that what you do? You Google recipes? No? I don't know. I'm just trying to, trying to think. We'll search your history. 
Would you want us searching your history? That might be another sermon, right? It can devour us. We joke, but do we turn to God or do we turn to Google? How often do we really as a culture seek out God, right? How, how often do we search out God? You use that search engine, you're, you're seeking something, you're searching for something. So we turn to Google. We seek out Google's advice. We search for Google's wisdom. And we're limited to just what it brings to the top. What if the solution to your problems is on page two? How many of you ever go to the second page of suggestions? Right? It has you. It, it, whatever it suggests, we're right there. How, how deep into the Google trail do you actually search? Right? How far do they actually go? I don't know what the algorithms are even giving them when they, when they search. Will they ever search and see the truth? Google can give truth, right? It can be helpful. What about turning to God? What about seeking God? I told you, I mean, a long time ago, you could preach it a million different ways from a million different verses. The, the whole thing in life, life is all about this, the seek. Life is all about this, the pursuit. Life is all about this, the search. It's all about seeking God, right? And I've talked about this. Your, your body has built-in pursuits. Try holding your breath. Your body will seek oxygen. It will search it out. It will pursue oxygen. You also need sleep. You also need food. You also need water. They're built-in pursuits, right? We also need love. We need relationships. There are those kind of pursuits. Any good movie, it's all about a pursuit, a seeking, a, a searching for something, right? A trophy, a girl, a, a prize. And a, Think about it. Everything in life is about the seek, the search, and the pursuit. And sin is seeking and pursuing and searching the wrong thing. Right? But, but seeking God is, is what life is all about. Searching for God. So here is what the Bible says. I don't have to try to turn there. Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The prophet says to Israel. You'll seek me, God says, and you'll find me when? When you search for me and you seek with all your heart. You know the words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 33. But seek first, priorities, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Right? We're to seek God. Psalm 63, 1, the psalmist prays, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. You want to do a neat study? Look up the word diligent in Scripture. Diligently what? Oh, he tells us diligently listen, diligently learn, diligently obey, diligently right, study. I mean, he says, oh God, you are my God earnestly, diligently I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I want to learn to seek God more than... Google, and more than the things of this world. We see that there were a couple of Old Testament people. Uh, number one, we see that Moses challenged Israel to seek God, to search for God. In Deuteronomy 4.29, he said this, But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find Him if you search after Him. Type that in the search bar. With all your heart, with all your soul. You're searching for something? You can't find it on Google. It's, it's the soul search for God, right? We have this God-shaped hole in our soul. And, and Moses tells him, look, about captivity and other things and about the laws. And look, you're going to seek the Lord and you'll find Him if you search for Him with all your heart. Secondly, David. 
King David told his son, he challenged Solomon to seek and to search for God. In 1 Chronicles 28.9, he said, And you, Solomon, my son, you know the God of your fathers, and you serve Him with a whole heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches. He does some searching too. Searches all hearts. And He understands every plan and thought. If you seek Him, He will be found by you. But if you forsake Him, He will cast you off forever. I mean, there's, every prophet was encouraging God's people, seek God, search for God. If you seek for Him with all your heart, if you search for Him diligently and with the right motives, you will find Him. And He'll, he'll, he'll give you what you're looking for. The question is, are we seeking and searching for God? You search Google, it, it brings results, right? It, it brings those, that listing of all the different results that you're looking for, and then you find it and you, you click, right? Searching for Google brings results, but searching for God brings better results, eternal results, right? Better blessings. Our God is greater. They're limited. Google is limited. God is not. Right? God knows all. He searches all situations. He knows exactly what we need. Google can only suggest what we need, right? And it's the same way when you search on TV, right? ESPN, Fox News, whatever. They're, they're only going to suggest to you different types of, of opinions and, and search results that they've done. Seeking God makes all the difference in our lives. Seeking the face of God makes all the difference. Sadly, statistics show it that more people today seek Google for answers than God's Word. They will, they will type uh, about answers about faith, um, Christianity, religion. They will, they will go to Google before they will come to a pastor, before they will go to a Sunday school teacher or, or a youth worker, before they will even open God's Word. They'll search and go to Google. Um, hey, Google, what about this? What, what about this in my life? I have some advice. They will search Google instead of going to a parent. You, you've probably done this, right? You, you should have came to Dad, but instead of you're going to Google for all these things, right? I don't know. I mean, even, the, even like the, the whatever, the, the sex questions or the personal, I'm just kind of thinking, right, the personal body questions or stuff that you used to have to ask your mom and dad or you had to talk to your best friend face-to-face. -face. Now, just in the private, you can just Google and say, I have this question. What about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? How do you know you're getting wisdom? How do you know you're getting truth? More people taking their concerns to Google than to God or than their parents or their pastors or their friends. They look to the internet for advice rather than God. Rather than pray. Lord, what do you have about this problem? Lord, what do you have about this situation? Lord, what's your will here instead? We think we can figure it out. We have power in this little technology in our hand. And we don't have to see each other's face anymore. We don't even have to meet face to face anymore. I don't have to meet face to face with... You can do it all, just do this. And it can be... Oh, there could be a face there. Is that really what God created right? interaction to be like? But you don't need, you can just, you can bank there, you can doctor there, you can school there. Is that really the, you can do it. Can I do my religion there? Is this and this, right? We probably need to take these away. It's a crutch. It can be, right? Is that what God intended? The cameras? No, right? You're face to face with each other, face to face with 
with God. And we're going to talk about that um, today. God has a greater word for us than the internet. Um, God has a greater word than anyone, greater than, than Google. As I'm kind of ranting a little bit, uh, I, we're talking about technology today and how the Christian faith relates to, to technology. But sadly, one of the things that technology has done is it's decreased the face-to-face connection, that face-to-face interaction. As I've kind of alluded to, there's less of a need today to meet a person face-to-face because we have screens. But study in the Scripture, you'll see Paul saying, I don't want to write you, I want to meet you face-to-face. You see John writing in in his epistles, I'm writing you this, but I I hope to see you face-to-face. They knew that there was something powerful about looking at someone eye-to-eye, connecting face-to-face. That's God's design. So actually there's this great need in our soul to be around people and to meet face-to-face, to do life together. We go into those countries in Africa and Central America, and for the most part, they do face-to-face type of interaction more than, more than we do here, and, and it's a blessing. There's something to it. We are to seek one another's face. But we're to seek God's face. But the question is this, does God have a face? Early on, God, through Moses, He said, Moses, you bless the people this way. Number six, you know this, right? Lucretia gave me a plaque. It's still in my foyer. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. So let's talk about seeking God rather than seeking Google. Talk about even seeking one another's. But let's talk about seeking the face of God. Seeking His face. The Old Testament repeatedly tells us to seek the face of God. A verse that you know, you probably have it on a coffee cup. 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, and specifically that was Israel, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. It's not a promise to America. It might apply, but, but that was a promise for Israel. Right? He may or may not do that today. The, the principles remain, but the, the, the key truth was for Israel, right? But the, 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 my, my focus is, right, I want you to see that he told them, seek my face. If you do this, if you seek my face, you'll find me. Psalm 24, 6, such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of God of Jacob, the face of the God of Jacob, seek the face. Uh, Psalm 27, 8, as you see on the screen, you have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, Lord, uh, or excuse me, your face, Lord, do I seek. One of the other prophets, Hosea 5, 15, I will return again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face. And in their distress, earnestly seek me, diligently seek me. So seek God, seek God's face. But what does it mean to seek God's face? Does God even have a face? Right? What does that mean? We do see in Scripture this face-to-face. You see some that were face-to-face with God. Jacob, in Genesis 32-30, says, So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face-to-face, and yet my life has been delivered. I didn't die. Moses Exodus 33, 11, the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. You can see Numbers 14, 14 and Deuteronomy 5, 4. You may remember Gideon. Gideon in Judges 6, 22, 
Then Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. And Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. There were those in Scripture that said we had met face to face with God. In the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Face to face. What does it mean to seek God's face? That that is a, a literary device in Scripture called an anthropomorphism. An anthropomorphism is this. It's, it's attributing human characteristics to God in order to understand Him better. The, the, right, the right arm of God, right? What's the right arm? Strong, powerful. So it's a way of saying that God is powerful. But how do you understand God who is spirit and who is invisible, right? So in scriptures, anytime they would talk about certain human emotions or human characteristics, right? His hand or His face, it's a anthropomorphism, ascribing human characteristics to God. This helps us somewhat, somewhat comprehend the incomprehensible. Seeking God's face. So I began to study and say, what is seeking God's face? I think this is what it means to to seek His face. Seeking God's face is seeking His glorious presence. You know, a a face is a personal connection, right? If we meet face to face, that's a personal connection. To seek God's face means to seek God in in a personal way, to have a personal relationship with God, a personal connection. Lord, you've said, seek my face, personally connect with you. My heart says to you, your face, O Lord, do I seek. I'm going to seek a personal walk with you, a personal relationship with you. But seeking God's face is seeking His glorious presence. Seeking God's face in Scripture, it seems to be this. It's seeking His presence. It's seeking His pleasure. It's seeking His plan. It's seeking His power. It's seeking His peace. And it's seeking His provision. Right? To say, God, I want to seek Your face. I want to seek Your pleasure. What what brings You glory? What makes You glorious? Right? They They saw the glory of God. Right? It's seeking God's provision. Lord, I, I want to seek what you have for me. What's greater than Google? What's greater than what this world tells me to, to run after? Right? I want to seek your provision. So as you look through these, right? Number one, seeking is God's presence, right? How often do we do that to just stop and go, God, I want your presence. Lord, I want to, I want to hear you in the word, Lord. I, I want to experience you. I, I, I want, Lord, you to be with me through the power of the Holy Spirit today. I know I don't walk alone. Lord, I'm seeking your face that, that you are with me, right? With me, right? Moses was with God, right? Jacob was with God, wrestling with God. And he had to say, I give up, right? I surrender to you, to, right? <laughs> Have your way in my life. Number two, to seek God's pleasure. God, what, what's going to make you happy? When I, stuff I put in Google was what makes me happy, right? What, what, what's satisfying my curiosity? or right? God, what, what makes you smile? I'm seeking your face. What's going what's to bring you glory? Make you pleased? Make you happy? The third one, to seek God's plan, right? To seek God's face. God, what's your wisdom for my life? You see this some in the Proverbs, right? God, I want to seek wisdom. I want to seek uh, discernment. It's connected here. God, what's your plan? Your wisdom and your will. That's that's your face, the, the things that you have for me. 
Number four, to seek God's power. Lord, I'm, I'm seeking your face, not in my strength. Lord, I need your strength. I not only want to your, see your face, but I want to see your mighty right hand and your arm. And, and uh, he's saying I, I need, we need God's power in our lives. You know, Google can't give us right, the power that we need to, to face the enemy. Google can't give us the power, the Internet, and Fox News, whatever it is. Right? It can't give us what we need to, to make it through this life, to move forward and to grow in sanctification. Next, to seek God's peace. To seek the face of God is to seek God's peace, right? And I think that this is the result of the others. When, when you've encountered God's presence, when you've sought to, to, to make God famous and His pleasure, and, and you've sought God's plan, and God's given His power, then God gives this result, you, God gives you peace, right? And then you have like, I've sought the face of God and I have peace. Because I know that, that He's blessing me. I know that He's with me. I have this, this peace, right, that I can go through this life. And Sadly, a lot of people are looking online for peace. The, our Bartow Baptist Association had this, had this app thing, phone thing. And it was actually something that, like, I don't even know what website it was on, but it was somewhere there. They could go in, people could go in, and they could just, like, type their... I guess they, they typed in their concerns, like their worries, their, their fears, and this, these different things. And so it would be forwarded to a church that could, that could pray for them. It wasn't on the Bartow site, I don't think. And it, and it certainly wasn't on our church site. It was kind of, I guess my understanding was kind of like more of a generic type of site. But based on your zip code, they would, they would forward these things to you. So I got these zip codes of people in Adairsville that were going through different places, different, uh, different through different seasons in their life and different struggles, and they would type, like, I'm, I'm lonely. Like, I'm, my spouse is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. Like, and I'm thinking, that, that's the first place they turned, was somewhere online. And now the ministry's kind of found a way of, okay, how do we take that and get that to a church? And so I could send them an email and say, hey, this is Pastor Eric. I want to let you know we're praying for you. I want to let you know, you know, this, this whatever, right? They're, they're searching for that. They need God's provision in their life, right? But that, maybe they don't know how to find it, right? But, but it's, it's here, right? We seek God's face here and God gives us that peace. God gives us that provision. He provides and He chooses what to provide. He, he chooses what He gives to us. We seek God. I, I think as I studied this more... Um, I, I thought about this, that, that prayer is the greatest search bar. And maybe that was it for me this week. Maybe, I, maybe God was just saying, Eric, look how much you are searching in all these different areas on the Internet. I almost just, and I did, this week I just like get my Bible and a notebook and go old school and get away from all the screen, right? But it's helpful because I can do a keyword search on the word seek it, right? I can, do, I can use a concordance online through, a, it's, it's a search and it does it quicker for me, right? And I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not anti-technology at all. I'm just saying we have to find that balance of like what's the dependence, right? But just to get away and go, okay, God, maybe you're just saying that I don't seek you enough. That I don't seek you in prayer. Prayer's the greatest search engine, the greatest search bar to say, Lord, I need your presence, your peace, your power, your plan, your provision today. I'm just a Baptist, so I put them in peace. We pray. We pray. So a, a little bit topical this morning. Some of you are itching. You want to go verse by verse, so go to Psalm 4. Look at Psalm 4. Open your Bible, Psalm 4. We've got 10 minutes. Let's just do expository through the, through the text here. 
You could, you, could, you could really talk about that seeking God, again, through all sorts of Scripture, right? Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Zacchaeus, his search engine was a sycamore fig tree, wasn't it? Climbed up in that, I want to seek God that much. Right? I, that, I want to, I'm so serious about Jesus, it's coming my way, I'm going to seek Him, I'm going to climb the tree. But in the Psalms, this is what you see, you, you basically see David searching and seeking God, and he's doing it in prayer. We do this by prayer. We seek His face by prayer. And so this week, I would just time with the Lord. Again, another good time when I just, I'm writing verses in my notebook, and some of them it's just like a spider web, right? Like I see, like seek, and then I see face, and face to face, and I'm searching here, and I'm seeing wisdom. I'm just seeing how God's Word is so beautiful, and it, and it all connects. But one is just a short psalm, only eight verses long. Psalm 4, Psalm of David. Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for Himself. The Lord hears when I call to Him. Be angry, be agitated. Do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds. Be silent. Offer right sacrifices. Put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, Who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, Make me dwell in safety. Psalm 4. What is David doing but he is praying? Praying our great search engine to God. We, we need that more time searching God in prayer. And look at what he says. Verse 1 is David. And he cries out to God, Answer me, God, when I call. I'm not going to type it and hit enter. And, Answer me, Lord, when I call. You are the God of my righteousness, the, the, the good God. You are a perfect God. And you are the God of my righteousness. You've given me relief when I was in distress. Time and time again he'd shown David that. But he's still asking for it, right? Be gracious to me. Hear my prayer. Give me the things that I need, right? And verse 2 is also David, but it seems to almost even seem to be like God to us. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? <laughs> how long will you love vain words and seek after lies? On TV and the internet and everywhere, right? Vain words. Maybe, maybe even the lies that the technology wants to lead us down or, or to. How long are you going to seek that, right? Men, how long are you... David's saying it too, but God's saying it to us. Verse 3. Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for Himself. That's, that's you. The Lord hears when you call to Him. So the question, right, from verse 1 and verse 3 is this. Who do we call? Who do we seek? Who do we search out? Who, who are we praying to? Are we? God has sought us out. God has loved us. Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for Himself. He searched us out. He, he loves us. And then in verses 3 through 5, we, we get all of these different um, imperatives. They're short imperative commands. I tried to read them that way, like, Here's what you need to do. Be angry. Be agitated over your own sin. right? Be, have, have a righteous holiness. And uh, then the next one, don't sin. 
but don't sin. Here's the next one. Uh, ponder in your hearts. We need to get still and meditate and think and meditate on your beds, he says. And then this next one, and be silent. Stop talking sometimes and listen. Let God tell you the results, right? Google, you get them instantly. You might not get it instantly with God, amen? Sometimes you have to wait. But be still, be silent. We, we, we live in that technology's made us fast pay. Boom, boom, I want it here, there, there, right? Still, God, with God. Listen, we have to, we have to do these things, right? Um, then he says, verse 5, offer right sacrifices. It's just a short command. Here's the next one. Put your trust in the news media, in the internet, the culture. I, you put your trust ultimately in the Lord. A lot of different imperatives there. We're told to seek. Seek Him. Seek the Lord. What we seek reveals what we love. What we pursue shows us what we worship. Verses 4 and 5 kind of deal with repentance. We begin to turn, right? Change. Don't sin. Repent. Ponder it and, and offer a right sacrifice and put your trust in the Lord. Re repent from these things. Know that He sets apart, verse 3, the, the, the godly for Himself. and Do that. Let Him have His way and work in you. Really quickly, look at verse 6. There are many who will who say, who will show us some good? Now sometimes that's, that's me as the, the pessimist, the cynic, right? Who will show us some good? Is there anything good out there? Well, yes, there is, right? Um, it's, it's the Lord. You need only look to Him. Or some are just the ones that are pleasure lovers and seeking. Who will show us some good? Google, show me something good, right? YouTube, show me some. Who will show us some good? Oh, look at that video. Look at, show me something good. Entertain me, right? There are many who say who will show us something good. Maybe they're looking for entertainment. Maybe they're, maybe they're pessimists and right. Well, It'll be God. Who will show us some good? And then his prayer, lift up the light of your face upon us. Your plan, your peace, your power, your provision, right? Your, your perfect plan. Lord, lift up the light of your face upon us as a church, as a people. Even in discontentment, we need to search for God. Who will show us some good? I'm kind of discontent with it. Even then, search for God. Even in a tough place, when he's being pursued, David will say, I'll still search for you. Even when I'm right, fleeing from Saul or from Absalom, or I'm in the cave, or I will pray. And then look at the final little results there. Some of the results of God's face being shined upon us. He says, you have put more joy in my heart than Google. <laughs> you put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. There's joy when we seek God. There's joy, a great joy, right? That better that can be found on Netflix or uh, you know, YouTube or whatever. You, you make the application. Look at verse 8. Something else. Peace. There's a peace that comes from seeking God. Right? Aggravated when I look to all the stupid other sources to, that can give me wisdom. Lord, your face to us. That's, I just need you. And then God gives peace. He's given David joy and peace. And then he says, in peace I both lie down and sleep. Man, doesn't that sound good? For you alone, O oh Lord, you're my trust. You make me dwell in, in safety. So as we close, let me give you three things from that psalm that I, that I wrote down. Number one, search your own hearts. You want to search something today? Search your own hearts. Or search me and know me and see if there be any wicked way in me. It's the psalmist prayed that, right? Search your own hearts. Right? 
And then he says, right, search for God. Second, search your own heart. Search for God. And then what God will do is He'll give you all the benefits from seeking Him. Man, what benefits, right, as a young man, when I used to grab my mom's, our little daily bread things that were little Bible studies and go sit at my desk and do like a little Bible study. And now I look back and think, man, Lord, you were doing something as I was seeking you. You were, you were blessing me. You were giving me something even, even into the future. You were, you were giving me mentor and discipleship and joy and peace and, and wisdom. If you seek God, the benefits are going to come. Right? Maybe not in your time and not as fast as, as right, bing. But they'll, they'll come. Search your hearts today. Search for God. And receive from Him all of His provision. You know, the greatest thing is that when the New Testament comes, and what, what it's all about is this, that would you just seek Jesus? They tell us this is who Jesus is, and this is who you are as the people of God, and this is the gospel, and seek, seek the Lord while He can be found, right? Seek salvation, call on the name of the Lord and be saved. And so that's what we, we tell you, is God created you for face-to-face relationships with each other, and God created us for a, for a relationship with Him. Face-to-face, personally, but we sin, right? Who can look at God and live, right? I'm dead, Jacob said. I'm dead, Gideon said, right? But it's only through Jesus, right? We can't take away our sins. We can't approach a holy God, but we have a holy God, the Son of God, fully God, fully man that came face to face. He didn't come. God, in His sovereignty, did not choose to send Jesus in 2023 where He could Zoom all of the people and Zoom His disciples. Come, be my disciple. Will you meet here? Here's your Zoom invitation, right? In God's sovereignty, He sent it to this, that day and age, that time. The paper and pen just kind of still coming, right? Uh, I mean, that's the culture that God said, I will send Jesus face to face to you. And He came and, right, they tell us and they tell us this, that Jesus died on a cross for our sins. He paid the price. He was buried. He rose again. And then He appeared again. Face to touch me right here. See, not a vision. See me. I am alive, right? And he paid the price for us. So now if you repent, if you call on the name of the Lord, you believe you'll be saved. You seek the Lord, and He will give you forgiveness of sins, reconciliation. He'll give you life, eternal life. Believe and be saved today. And know that you'll be with Him forever. I don't know what, right? We don't, how do you comprehend the incomprehensible? I don't know what glory will be like to see God face to face, to bow at Jesus' feet, right? But we know that we will, right? When we all get to heaven, uh, right now, Corinthians 13, we see in a mirror, as just dimly. But then, face to face. Right now, we know in part. But then, we shall know, oh goodness, even as we're fully known. Come to the Lord. Seek Him. Seek Him. Food for thought. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Making Christ Known. We invite you to join us again next time for another sermon from Adairsville Baptist Church. For more information, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.